All right, shake a chair. All righty. Um, I'm just going to start this out with prayer because I'm both equal parts nervous and excited. So when both of those are happening, I usually talk to the big guy in the sky. So Father God, I just thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity that we can just gather here as your people and just be able to worship you freely, God. I just pray that you, your words and your Holy Spirit would just come through this message tonight and just impact our hearts tonight. Father, I just thank you for who you are, that you can use me, this dorky kid with sideburns, to preach your message to my church family. Father, I'm just honored. I'm honored. What can I say, Lord? Father, I just thank you, and I praise you, and I love you. And it's in your son's powerful and life-changing name I pray. Amen. All right. Well, for those who don't know me, my name is Luke Delighton-Rediger. Um, I've been coming here for about four years now, which makes me feel like really old. Because I was just like this tiny little teenage guy sitting in the back, and now I'm up here. Man. Big culture shock. So uh, the 20th of January, 2010, I gave my life over to Christ in Pastor Kim's office. And ever since then, I can tell you it's been quite a ride. Um, I mean, just God has transformed me radically and I mean, from the low-life, sin-dwelling person that I was today to the, I mean, young man of God I am, it's just, I can't even. And what impacts me even more is the fact that many of you in this room have seen me come through that journey. I mean, we have guys like Lenny Pigeon, who's been praying for my sorry butt for years, or Sue Gotham, who's been feeding my sorry butt for years. Both equally important, mind you. I mean, I could just, I could fill this entire sermon with how many stories I have of all of you guys impacting my life and from the bottom of my heart I just want to say thank you so I also want to say thank you for Pastor Kim who's not here today but he's listening so you know just thank you for allowing me to preach um so you know I just I'm amazed so you know I'm gonna begin this actually with letting you guys know what God is doing in my life for two reasons a because this is my oh hey guys I'm telling you what's up and B, it ties directly into my service. So, um, actually, six months ago to this day, I, I prayed a prayer that I was like, God, I want to go where you are taking me. I want to I be led by your spirit. I want to impact the people that you send me to. And that's a really dangerous prayer, folks. I'm sorry. Like, he'll answer you, but it's... Oh. So, you know... At the beginning of this year, God opened up a door and I applied and accepted a 10-month mission trip to a program called Missio Dei, which is Latin for Mission of God. As I said, it's 10 months. Uh, it's based in a little south of Atlanta, Georgia, and it's both a missions trip and a school. So like two weeks, you're there uh, taking classes, like Berean classes, Assemblies God. It's a pretty cool denomination. We won't get into that. But also, um, you are going out and witnessing to inner cities, high schools, college campuses, Native American reservations. I mean, they go to like Daytona Beach. They go to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. I mean, they, they go where the need is, man. And it's all across like the southern half of, you know, America. And much like I am right now, I'm both equal parts nervous and equal parts excited. So, you know, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, I am in the midst of raising support for that. I need six thousand nine hundred dollars and i would also like to raise a thousand dollars just for like spending money for travel uh the six thousand nine hundred goes for all of my food all of my housing all of the travel expenses all my living expenses and since it's a school all of my tuition 
That's really awesome. Like, if you break that down, that's like 690 a month, which is, I know for many of my college friends, they wish they could get that. So, you know, I am coming before you guys. Um, at the end of the message, I'm going to be in the back with more information. If you guys are just feeling spirit-led, you guys want to find out more, you guys want to pray over me, which is way more important than money, believe you me. Or just, if God moves your heart to, you know, act. So, you know, I am just going to dive right in here. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 42, you know, or your phone, you know, which is the only reason you should be on your phone, by the way. <laughs> so, I do apologize. I wasn't as coordinated with the staff as others and didn't get slides or notes, so I guess I'll just have to listen really hard. So, all right. All right. So, I'm just going to read it out loud for you guys here. Um, Psalm 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, from the heights of Hermon, from Mount Misar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So, a couple months ago, Pastor Kim, knowing he was going on sabbatical, was like, hey Luke, I'm wanting you to preach. And like instantly, this passage came to my mind. Um, my favorite verse of all time is actually Psalm 42, 5b, the why are you so downcast, O my soul. And the reason why I love that is because it's not really one of those like cliche happy Christian verses. Like don't get me wrong, the Bible is God's word and there's so much goodness in here. But like, I don't, I mean, I get that, but it's just, it doesn't really resonate with me all the time. Like when I'm going through stuff and I have somebody like, oh, this read this Bible verse. Like, I understand their heart, and I appreciate that, but I'm just like, don't quote scripture at me. Cry with me. Love with me. I mean, grieve with me. So I really like this verse. You know, I have it posted on my mirror, which is pretty good. But the reason why I have it posted on my mirror is because every single day, no matter what I'm going through, I need to be reminded that I need to put my hope in God for no matter what is going through in my life, he is yet worthy of all my praise. So, just to give you a little background on Psalm 42, um, we're in the Psalms. Most of them were written by David. This one is very much believed too. Um, and the reason why I love the Psalms is for the same reason I love this verse. They're real. I mean, God didn't inspire David and the other Psalters just to write all these, oh, God is great, God is, you know, like everything's going happy-go-lucky. No, there's some real pain in this. I mean, you're reading through this. This isn't really a whole like, 
oh, you know, everything's going great. No, my tears are my food daily. My enemies are oppressing me. I mean, I can relate to that. You know, so I really don't get a whole, oh, happy-go-lucky vibe from this, which is why I wanted to speak on this. You know, I hear a man, I hear David crying out at oppression, how he say, says, I used to go, you know, with the multitude leading the procession in front of the house of God. I mean, he understood what it was like to be in the presence of the Holy of Holies. He, he remembered that fondly. And it, even he understand that there's like a distance between where he was and where he is now in his grief. You know, he was feeling so downtrodden in his soul. And I mean, lately, I can relate to that. You know, which brings me to my first point. It's okay to be upset with God. We get this whole, you know, like lie believed in our head told us by the enemy and his forces that, you know, we're Christian now. We can't go through bad stuff. Everything has to be great. We have to come to church, put on our Sunday best, smile. Better be a real smile. Otherwise, God won't love you. And how are you doing? Good. I'm dying on the inside. But you can't tell people that because this is church, you know, apparently. And that's not how God came. I mean, Jesus, when he was on earth, specifically came and preached. I mean, chastising the Pharisees for that. And they're like, how dare you come? Oh, look at me. I got all my stuff together. Look how spiritual I am. Jesus was hanging out with the lowlifes. He was hanging out with the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the thieves, the drunks. And yet, he was mocking the religious people for that very reason. Because God doesn't care about our appearances. God cares about our heart. I mean, I mean, just to fill you in, like part of the story is leading up to my mission trip. I mean, this is six months ago. Um, I thought I had my life pretty much figured out. I mean, I was in a relationship with a wonderful girl that I thought I'd one day marry. My friend group, I mean, with just connecting. Ministry at youth group was going well. Work wasn't too shabby. I mean, I had it going pretty well. And then I woke up one morning and I realized that this isn't what God wanted for me. And he was leading through his spirit that his plans and my plans weren't matching up. And I'm not pulling like the whole God card that I broke up with my girlfriend, but I knew that, which you understand, yeah. But I did feel God's spirit leading. It's just like, Luke, I'm calling you to greater things than your plans with this woman. So I broke it up with her. And just like a domino effect, all my plans came crashing down. Um, I obviously had to deal with heartbreak. She obviously wasn't too happy with it. My entire friend group, it seems, fell apart. Like, half of my friends didn't even talk to me because, oh my gosh, I can't believe what you did. And the other people just either weren't there enough or weren't in the loop enough. I just, I felt alone. My mom, who I love wonderfully and is my support, was working a lot of night shifts. I worked days, so I couldn't even vent to her. I mean, I was just so emotionally distraught when I came to youth group and I came to church, but I, had to, I felt like I had to put on this face to go, oh, you know, everything's great. And I, didn't, I wasn't fooling many people. And I purposely signed up for security in the lobby just so that I wouldn't be around people. I didn't want to bum them out during youth group. And I'm a connected guy. I need to be around people. So me isolating myself didn't really help. Hindsight's 2020. But during this time, I was angry. I was upset. I, was, I remember one night, I couldn't even sleep. I was up to like 1 o'clock, and I was just yelling at God. And I don't like yelling, but I was just, God, I had followed you to what you were leading me. I broke it off. 
with Danny. And look, no girlfriend, no friends, no support. I'm dying. What the heck? I'm following you, and all I'm getting is pain and pain and pain. And I look at that cute little verse on my mirror, and all it says is, yet I will praise you. And I know that's, yes, God, I will praise you, but I sure as heck don't feel like it right now. I was getting pretty lippy. You know, but (laughs) it's true. But the thing is, he's okay with that. If we are supposed to have a relationship with the creator of the universe, it's not just supposed to be fake and superficial. When we relate to others, I know we relate to your parents or your friends. You're not always happy with them. You may love them, but you sure as heck may not like them. And it's just, right now, I didn't like God. And I wanted to know. I I mean, I was, I was upset. And the, I was upset, yeah. And this went on for like a good hour and a half. And eventually when I just raged all my rage out and I vented all my frustrations, I was silent and he answered me. And I mean, God answers through many ways. I mean, he speaks through his scripture. It's not called the word of God for nothing, folks. He speaks through people in our lives who understand us. He speaks through his spirit. I mean, I've yet to hear the whole big booming voice in the sky thing. I'm holding out on that one, but let's... But this is one of the very few times in my life that I actually had a one-on-one back and forth. I heard God. And he's like, you done? And I was like, yes. I'm done with my plans. I'm done with trying to figure this out. I ain't got nothing left, God. And he's like, good. Now we can begin. I, I prayed that night. I'm like, God, I want you to take me where you need me to go. I am finally ready to deal with this. At this time, I was feeling led to start making relations with my long-distant biological mom. For those who don't know, I am adopted. And I had harbored so much anger and so much resentment towards my childhood mother. My father has never been in the picture, so, I mean, can't really hate a guy who's never been there, I guess. But God was having me go into the darkest parts of my soul and find, find forgiveness for the woman who hurt me over and over and over again while I was going through this stuff. I mean, I'm like, God, if I could go through this at, like, a better time? And he's like, pretty sure my time's got this. But, and it does, and it sucks, but it's true. So we're going through, and he's like, I'm going to take you places this next year that you didn't even know existed. I'm going to bring you around people that need to hear your message. And six months to that day, I'm in front of you guys. So, whoa. So, I was angry at God, and he answered me because he knew the condition of my heart. And that's what's important. I don't want to come in front of you guys and be like, we need to praise God because we have to pretend like everything is going good. And this ties into my second point. God doesn't change If God is as equal part worthy of our praise when our life is going fantastic, that means he is equal parts worthy of our praise when our life is falling apart. I mean, we sing Revelation song, and that's like right out of scripture, you know. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. We can read in Malachi 3.6. You know, where it says, I, the Lord God, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. God doesn't change. And I've done this, you know, and I fooled myself into believing that my low t- 
tiny human emotion can affect the guy who stretched the heavens and the earth and who created the... Like, he's dependent on me? (laughs) No, it's the other way around. And just because I'm dying and I am grieving so much in my insides, he's still worthy of my praise. And that, you won't hear that in the world. You're going to hear in the world when you go out is, I mean, if you're going to do that God thing, I mean, I guess it's, you know, when things are going well, but what are you really going to do, you know? And I've heard that. I've heard people be like, well, you know, look at you. Your life's going crappy, and the guy who doesn't believe in Jesus is riding a pretty good life right now. I mean, are you doing it right? And I'm like, yeah, sure as heck don't feel like it, but I know I am. So my third point, and it's, not, it's okay to not feel like praising him. I know that when I'm struggling, and I do have the people in my life, and I even do it to myself, I try to get every good Christianese answer. Like, we all know what Christianese is. Like, oh, you know, that's, that's the, what a good Christian would do. Oh, they would do this or that. You know, and that's, you know, I know for me, I hate Christianese, but I am very fluent in it. That I can come here and I can be getting off this appearance. And I'm a pretty charismatic guy in every sense of the word. I mean, I can come in. I mean, I crack jokes. I get to know people. I connect. That's my strength. And I think that's really good for a guy who wants to go spend his life sharing the gospel. I believe God has very much equipped me for that. But with every strength, it can be a weakness. I know for me, when I'm nervous, I crack jokes. Oh, my gosh. Um, Thank you for laughing. Thank you. but when I'm, ner- you know, when I'm nervous, I can give off the appearance that I am doing fine when my insides are hurting. And I've done that far too many Sundays to count, and especially in these last six months. Not that every time I've come here, it's been like, oh, I've got to put on a fake smile or anything, but there's been, I've been going through some stuff. It's been a hard six months for me, to say the least. And now that I know that I'm leaving, uh, I actually leave, I forgot to mention that, um, July 29th. So it starts the very first day in August. So I only have like two months and two weeks left, which is really intense. (laughs) I mean, I've never lived outside Wisconsin, and God's calling me to move to Georgia where it's like super warm, and they don't even know what like cheese curds are. Like, (laughs) I I don't even know how they do it. But man, I am going to like, last Culver's I hit before I get over the border, you know where I'm going. But... I haven't felt like praising him. I do some of my best worship when I'm driving, like, in my car. Like, I enjoy electronic dance very much, but if I'm going to blow another speaker in my car, it's going to be towards worship. True story. But there's times where it's just, I'm going, and I know it's just, I put on the songs, and even when I come here, I'm just saying the words. I'm singing along, but I don't feel it. I don't feel like I'm actually actively praising God. I'm just standing up and singing so people don't know that I'm messed up in the inside. And even in my car where I don't even have anything to prove, I'm going and I'm preaching and I'm, yeah, I don't feel it. But I know he is still worthy. And it's just, faith isn't feeling, guys. It's will. Faith is having a belief that God is going to be there and God is still going to be on your side through thick and thin. I can quote Hebrews 13.5, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you to you. But I need people in my life telling me that. And I prayed that that exact verse that night when I was yelling at God, I'm like, if I'm going to go through this, 
I'm going to need you to constantly be on my side, holding my hand, pulling me through this. And in the last six months, he hasn't failed me yet. And I don't think he's changing anytime soon on that one. So, which I am so thankful for because I could not have gotten through this without my better half. So, I'm just going to get real with you guys. You know, in regards to this mission trip, I'm terrified. I am so terrified. I found out this news like midway through March and they were like, all right, $6,900 isn't just going to show up on your doorstep. You know, you're going to need to do fundraising. And I hate asking people for money. I really do. It's not like I like going up to people and just be like, hey, give me this. And like, I understand that it's like for cool God stuff, which it really is, which if you are interested, come find out more. But I hate asking people for money. I really do. And this is forcing me to go to all the people that I care about and have super awkward conversations in my mind. And ever since I found out the week before my birthday, so probably like March 20th-ish, I haven't sent out a single support letter. It's been two months, and I've been too terrified to ask people for money, and it's coming up super quick. And I don't feel, because every time I get ready to go type those, I have them typed. They're actually sitting in my car right now, praise God. I just ran out of stamps, and I got to make it run to the post office. So that's like really good for me. Even that's nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go talk to people. I've never bought stamps. It's not really that hard, but you know, like, I just, I've never done this. God, oh, like, like, I don't, I get so beat up. I beat up on myself way more than anybody else in this. Oh. Hey, Sarah, I'll call you back. I'm kind of preaching on Sunday right now. Thank you. That's super awkward. I'm so sorry. I did not have that like arranged or anything. Cool sister in Christ. So yeah, anywho. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Oh, alrighty. Thank you. Thank you. Um, getting back to being real now. Uh, I haven't, I've sent out four letters actually, only to like my distant uncle, like people that I know it's going to take the letters to. I only had four stamps, so I had to make it count. But I've been terrified. It took me to like two weeks ago to actually write these letters. And through the, my mission trip, they've actually like, we've been chatting. We've set up like this group chat kind of thing to get to know each other better. And they're all saying, yeah, my fundraising's going fantastic. Oh, this person just gave $200. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm too scared to ask anybody. <laughs> and I, you know, I've had multiple people praying over me. I went to my friend's church, and I mean, they did, went in a prayer circle, and one of the words that they had for me is just, I was like, you know, I have enough in savings that I can raise enough of support, and I could just dump my entire savings in, you know, which was my plan. And some, God was speaking through one guy, and he's like, God appreciates that and doesn't for the same reason. He appreciates your heart that you are willing to give your savings for this, but he also knows it's because you don't, you're not willing to trust him. And I'm like, crap, he knows. <laughs> Woo, alrighty. So, it's true. I am not willing to trust God. I love faith. I believe that God has given me a supernatural gift of faith to believe in him. And I haven't been relying on that. And I, this, you know, our enemy and his forces are like the school ground bully that trip us and then mock us. Oh, stupid. You just tripped over, your, you know, my foot. Gosh, watch where you're going. Can't you even get up? Oh, you can't even get up. Just stay down there. That's where you belong. That's what I've been going for the last two months. 
oh, Luke, you can't raise these funds. Nobody's going to want to support you. You know, you're just going to get down there, and you're going to be the only, you know, baby Christian. These people have been in church their entire life. You've only had four years. What do you know? How are you supposed to know? These people have actually all originated from the South, and you're the only guy from the North, man. They're just going to make fun of your accent. (laughs) Which is probably going to be true either way, but I can take that. But I have been getting bombarded, bombarded, and it seems like ever since that march, like, my spiritual warfare in this has even gotten worse. Like, I mean, my relations with some of my friends hasn't been the best. I mean, just... Oh, just I don't have to talk to you guys about spiritual warfare, am I right? You guys know what I'm talking And it's been intense, and I've been terrified out of my wits. And I'm trying to praise God, and I don't feel like it sometimes. I don't feel like it, you know, even just last night. I'm like, I'm working on this message. You know, I should probably get, like, do something, like, really spiritual, you know, like prayer, you know, like, get in the Word, you know, to get, like, you know, like a warm-up set. You know, and God knows the condition of my heart. Thank you. <laughs> but... He knew I wasn't fooling him. And he sat, you know, he had me sit down and we're t- talking. It's just, Luke, I got this. My Holy Spirit can come through and preach your message. I mean, there's a famous guy named Louis Giglio and he's got a quote. He's like, you know, there's some weeks I preach about like a four. And then like with my natural charm, it's maybe like a five. And then like, Holy Spirit, I pull like at least a solid six. No way is this like a 10 out of 10, you know, right home to your parent message. But like, that's kind of what I was thinking was going to happen today because I didn't really have great faith in myself that I could come before people who have seen me before I was even Christian and teach them something. I, you guys, many of you could be up here. Any volunteers? No, no. But how could I come before you guys who have taught and impacted my life and teach you something? But God was like, no. I have appointed you for this work. I have appointed you to give them a message. And you know what, guys? I'm not coming with this message complete as if I have all the answers. I'm still going through this. As much as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself right now. I'm still terrified. I'm still so incredibly nervous that I'm not going to make the bar of what this mission trip has for me. Either financially, emotionally, spiritually, I am so afraid that I'm going to drive 2,000 miles out of my comfort zone and I'm not going to know what to do. I'm going to be stuck for 10 months. What if I don't like these people? What if, I, what if I screw up? What if I'm not what they're looking for? What if I'm not enough? And I'm supposed to praise him for this? So my mother gave me this great book called Power and Praise to Read. She's like, oh, you know, you're speaking on praise. Might as well read a book. And I was like, seems legit. So I was reading through this, this earlier this week, and I mean, it, taught, it just had something that was so revolutionary to me and so co- countercultural to what the world lives in. He's like, I, I challenge you, you know, the author said, to praise God for everything in your life. You know, uh, this guy who wrote this book was like an army chaplain, and he dealt with this guy, you know, during Vietnam who was incredibly addicted to drugs and was getting a dishonorable discharge. You know, and guys, he's just sitting down one-on-one with this guy, and he's like, there's no way, you know, I've just been too addicted. I'm never going to be able to get over this stuff. And this guy's like, Jesus can do it. And he's like, that's just Bible crap. But he's like, no, can I pray over you? And he prayed. And that man was healed of his addiction that day. But before that, 
I mean, dude, that's super awesome. But before that, he's like, before we do this, I want you to praise God for your drug addiction. And the guy just stood up and he's like, what is wrong with you? Why would I praise him for this? I'm getting kicked out of the army. I'm going to have to go back to my parents and tell them that my drug addiction cost me my career. I mean, people are going to judge me. My own peers already do. I'm supposed to praise God for this? And he's like, yes. Because every single drug you put in your body has brought you to the place where you are now. And that is worthy of praise. And I'm reading this. I'm like, bam, son. That's powerful. I'm supposed to praise God for my failure and my inadequacy and my fear of being able to raise money for the support. I'm supposed to praise God when I go to my work and I don't feel like I'm measuring up. I'm supposed to praise God when I go to my friend group and I feel like it's already falling apart. I have to praise God for everything in my life. <laughs> you won't hear that in the world. And, I mean, I'm just going to be real with you guys. I started doing that, and, you know, yeah, it's only been a couple days, but it's been going pretty darn well. So, <laughs> I'm not going to come before you guys and say that I have this entire message figured out. Like, I, I know exactly what to do and everything, because I don't. But all I know is, I will yet praise him. So I'm going to ask my wonderful mother to come up because she's going to do her own song. And, you know, that's you. Yeah. I love this. All right. This woman has had to put up with my sorry butt for, like, so many years. Can we give her a round of applause? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to let her have the reins. And... when your kid can teach you so much. I love my son, and I'm very proud of him, where God's taking him. Um, glad, too, that he was willing to let me um, share this song with you. I've had this song for about six months. And uh, it's ironic and sort of coincidental that when Luke started looking at his family of orientation stuff, it wasn't the first time that God brought it up to him. Um, but I just said, you know, we're both going through stuff right now, and wouldn't it be cool if we could walk through it together? And, uh, and so then the song, which God is amazing, um, he brought this to me. Kim had showed this, a clip of this, it's Shane and Shane, that uh, he showed the clip of last year. Um, and the song is called Though You Slay Me, and um, it ties in very directly with what Luke's message was, that even in those hard places, in those broken places, when we don't feel like praising him, and I'm in a place now, right this very moment, where I do not feel like praising him, um, and I'm angry and I'm hurt and I'm frustrated with God, but he knows my heart. And um, so I sing the song, I hope I can get through it without crying, um, but um, I would bet that everybody in this room can relate to the message that's in this song. So. I come, God, I come. I return to Strike down. 
right down imperfect people, and I am the greatest of these imperfect people. Um, I want to thank everybody for being here. Um, I hope that you guys can join us next week, Memorial Day. Um, it'll be a day of celebration, and you're also going to get to hear Matt Welly is going to be doing the service next week. And um, Luke, thank you so much for being real. 
Um, it was wonderful to learn from you this morning. Um, for everybody, join us in the back for Connection Cafe. And um, let's go out praising God in this day. Thank you.